Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, how you doing, man? I am fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, Feeling like my team did above average again but yet another red arrow but you know everyone else was wildcarding a lot of wildcards played last week um and how did yours go man one of which was mine exactly yeah <laughs> i started in the worst possible way mm-hmm. you know although um i was at least relieved that i didn't get kane after all mm-hmm. because i would have captained him that that's the reason i didn't get him because i didn't want to captain a player from the first fixture. So I was lucky the Spurs Palace game was the first of the game week. That saved me a lot of problems. We can talk about that later. So, yeah, we will. Um, So that's why I went with Lukaku. So I started with Ronaldo, which was, you know, a catapult. Like, it it just, whoever didn't have him suffered, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, then, and then the mentally I suffered because Lukaku did amazingly. Yeah. But I swapped the captaincy on the final moment from Lukaku to Salah. Yeah. Which meant at the moment that I had to bear one more day to see if that was a good choice or not, which apparently was not a good choice, but not as disastrous as it could have been. Yeah. That's crazy. So oh, overall. I'm with 67 points. Not bad because mm-hmm. I had a lot of other returns. I had all my defense returning mm-hmm. TAA, Shaw, and Rudiger, and uh, Torres with a, and Benrama with a clean sheet, and Jota with mm-hmm. a clean sheet, Greenwood with an assist. So, quite like, plenty of them. And Salah at least scored one. Exactly. He could have had a a bit more. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go very harsh with him. No. Lucky, I would say, <laughs> or careful with his finishing. Yeah, he would have had more. And Lukaku is 13 points, and of course Antonio, which didn't really hurt because there were so many people who had Antonio. Yeah, and some of them have captained him, so I think it was fine. Fourth most and captain Luxembourg. player, which means he was 7.9 yeah. percent captained. Which is quite a lot. It's too much. It in mm. such a game week with with all the other options having decent fixtures, it, it was strange for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, bench wise, I had White with five points who didn't come in. Sad. So yeah, but it's fine. I mean, I'm really. I don't like my bench to have more than seven, eight points. If it's just five or just a clean sheet, mm-hmm. I think I'm fine. I can live with it. Good. That's fair, yeah. And uh, I'm, th- I think I'm fine for the rem- for the following couple of uh, fixtures because I don't want to do any drastic changes to this this specific team. Mm-hmm. So as a wild card, I am pleased. Mm-hmm. I I don't regret a lot of things. And of course, the people that have listened to us a couple of times at least will probably know that wild cards are great when they go great in the first week and you get, you know, 69 points, you know, you get a good green arrow, but 
the most important thing about the wild card is how you do over the next 10 game weeks, really, because you've not got another chance to do that big team change until game week 18 now. So it's quite a, you know, long way away. So this team needs to be able to tick through and, you know, let's hope that you've, you've set yourself up well, which it looks like you've done well. I think you've got uh, a good uh, squad. I think, you know, you've got a, the ability to save up some transfers for game week seven for that Chelsea turn. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, it should be, sounds good. It looks good to me. And I've got already two Chelsea players. So I, I, even going for a third is not going to be that hard. Yeah. And they're going to have a good game week this week as well. Definitely predicting that. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately. For exactly. Some. exactly. Um, so what are returns? I did okay. I wasn't... So it was 14% of people... 14.8, so almost 15% of people game uh, this game week wildcarded. Uh, and I got 61 when the average was 57. So yeah, above average again. But I've dropped in rank by another 50-odd thousand, which is... It's a bit depressing to see, but I'm holding on. You know, I'm I'm, I'm clinging in there. I'm, I'm happy with the team as it is. There are a couple of changes I need to make, but... Um, yeah, no, I've got uh, clean sheets from Sanchez, Ben White, Liveramento uh, and Trent, who got the extra points as well. I had returns from Salah uh, and Fernandez, and across my entire front line, they were the only two that uh, returned. The rest was uh, Jota with a uh, clean sheet, so three points, uh, twos for Rafinha and Saar, and Tony, and Antonio with the minus one. So, yeah, it was a little bit... Sad to see Salah only get 16. Uh, going quickly to Fernandez's goal, it was a lovely goal, but Jesus oh, Christ, was he lucky? Um, not with a, not with the quality of the strike, because he the quality of the strike was fantastic, but the amount of space he had to take the ball down, to push it forwards a bit, and then to smash the shot under no pressure from any Newcastle defenders whatsoever was... Um, pretty astonishing, really. And other teams yeah. won't let him have that sort of space. So he got another assist last night for Ronaldo. In the... Which was a beautiful one. Yeah, really nice. But, yeah. But still, yeah, I agree. I know where you're getting at. He's a difficult hold I... right now. It is, it is. It, it's a dilemma that is kind of clearly now leading towards one direction. Yeah. Uh, that is Ronaldo... The only problem being the um, formation that someone can have yeah. with having him up front. Yeah. So I think that while we started, even, I mean, this season, we were talking about that last season, while we started with the idea that, oh, we have to go big in the midfield, I think now that we're going the opposite way, we're, we're going big at, at the back and the forwards. Yeah, Exactly. This is what I get from from other um, pods I'm listening to, from the Twitter community. I think that now the the heavy names, the heavy hitters in, in the midfield, are just re- reduced to to Salah. Yeah. I mean, when you have KDB out, Mane is definitely not an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Bruno who's not considered. Son is injured. Rashford is doubtful. Even when he comes in, mm-hmm. he's not. 
gonna have he's gonna be in rotation. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you drop to the 8.5, which again, it's a tricky. Remember, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, got Mares again, doubtful about his consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, AB Harvard. And then you drop to the 7.6, which are the, the attacking threats, but always in a, you know, in a rotation like Jota, mm-hmm. uh, Torres, uh, Greenwood. So, so, so uh, there are not many options there. It's becoming known as a, a freemium. And <laughs> the reason being is that, you know, Salah, Lukaku, Ronaldo, or Salah, Bruno, Lukaku, or, or somewhere along those lines, Kane sometimes gets included, which is funny. Um, but actually having more than three, or, you know, even trying to fit three and Trent is, is yes. pretty threadbare throughout the rest of the team it doesn't allow you a lot of ability to move um so the threemium seems to be the the best way to go uh and yeah i quite i quite like that model looking at it uh, with some of the best strikers the premier league has ever seen all playing at the same time i think it's wise to now move that money forwards it's just how we go about it because at the start of the season we all predicted that it would be rubbish at with all the strikers, Harry Kane was the only option there. Jamie Vardy was falling away, and now here we are, completely different. So yeah, fun. The problem is what what are you doing with the with the mid price attackers who are really good options as well? Still, yeah, you got four of them. I would consider mm-hmm. with even Ennis in them, Antonio Bamford, DCL, mm-hmm. uh, Ings, DCL, who's now injured for a little while, I think. Yes, yeah, they, they they have problems now. Bamford is also there's a rumor about him also uh, being out. No, he said his hamstrings were pinging on a Talksport interview uh, after training okay, sessions so with um, Bielsa. But I think if you work with Bielsa and your hamstrings aren't pinging, you've probably got more problems. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's. I think I think he's okay. That's I think that's just a rumor. Okay, good. Uh, yes, giving us some options because mm-hmm. then there's nothing else going from 6.5 and below. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I think that, that the map is becoming more clear now. Uh, it might be more boring, actually, because mm-hmm. if we suddenly all go for Lukaku and Ronaldo, then you kind of missing this suspensive. This is what we liked at the beginning of the season, the fact that we had so many expensive players and we couldn't fit them all. So we definitely would have to split. Yeah. But now if it gets so mainstream to have those three plus CAA, mm-hmm. then suddenly you, your arrows won't, won't make a big difference because everyone's going to move at the same time. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It's, I think it's, it's good. I think, I, I don't know how many people will be able to have all of, you know, when, when KDB and that will come back, will be able to have all of the players that are high scoring and all of those premiums because now there are a lot more. So whether it's the people who benefit the most are the people that move on and off them at the right times, that's yeah. the thing that I see going forward being the, the challenge of this, this season. Um but yeah, and you're you're right because because it's it's as you said, City will be a dominant force anyway. We know that. Yeah, 
though we haven't considered them as much yet. But in a month from now, we might be talking about which assets from City we should have. Agreed. And ADB could be in there. Grealish could be in there. I'm just guessing. Or or the defense might be more structured because of uh, me. Maybe even an injury might might clear things up. Yeah. Uh, but um, we have excluded them from this whole conversation, and we know that this cannot happen for long. Mm-hmm. Good. So shall we start with the uh, review? Let's start where it hurts. Um, oh, so we get done. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk about how uh, bad Tottenham were, but I think it's probably more appropriate to talk about how good Crystal Palace were. Uh, I made a comment about two podcasts ago, three podcasts ago, maybe saying I watched Crystal Palace. They looked rubbish. Uh, Oh yeah. It's haunting you. And in my defense, uh, that was my opinion at the time. And it wasn't that I wasn't, you know, I was looking for threat and attack going forwards and they looked like they didn't have any options. And then in the second half against that West Ham team, uh, they absolutely turned it on. And what they basically did, I think they said on Planet FPL, was that they played against uh, Spurs from uh, like they did in the second half against West Ham for pretty much the entire 90 minutes. We had a, a spell of about 15 minutes at the beginning where we seemed to have some sort of dominance. And then, honestly, we were completely outplayed by Crystal Palace. And that doesn't like shock me or shame me to say that, but we had uh, a midfield three that wasn't quite up to the challenge. Uh, uh, defenders that weren't quite ready. I think uh, Emerson Royale got turned inside out by Zaha uh, from about minute 10 onwards. And yeah. Zaha was fantastic. He he dominated the game. He, he had passion. He had energy. He had drive. And every single time he got the ball, Spurs didn't know what to do with him. Uh, Conor Gallagher was an absolute shining light. He takes all of their free kicks. He takes all their corners. He's such a uh, a decent player for FPL. I really do think that at 5.7 now he's gone up. Um, yeah, quick. And this is this is a, a high-pressing Palace team that it wasn't even like they were quite good. They dominated us. We didn't have the ball. They were high-pressing, they were high-energy, and um, we couldn't get the ball away from them. So we ended up hoofing it. And the more we hoofed it, the more it came back at us. And eventually they got a, a handball call, which was right. Uh, with Ben Davis, our, our second choice left back, playing as a centre back, which probably makes him our seventh choice centre back and our <laughs> sixth choice centre back, uh, which is unfair on Joe Roden because I quite like him, but he's he's definitely quite far down the batting order, and yeah, we we played awfully, and Crystal Palace completely deserved the win. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I agree. It it was quite a big difference. With uh, after halftime against um, West Ham yeah. and this game, how Crystal Palace kind of changed in in our mind and and with what we could see, yeah. they are full of energy. And what is really important and different from what we've been used to, they're not relying entirely on Zaha anymore. No, which is very very important for them because Zaha is is like um, Sir Maximan, for instance. Mm-hmm. He's capable for doing 
the amazing thing and mm-hmm. he can destroy his own team. Mm-hmm. So it's good for them that they're not a one-person team yeah. because they have more options. And they've got this guy, I don't know, I've, I've never seen him before, this striker, Eduard. He seems yeah. a good player, right? Nah, he's great, man. He's, he, he's, he's really, really good. good. He's a very good option. I think that in, um, I don't remember when, I think it's after game week 11 that their uh, fixtures start to get more normal yeah. because now it's on and off. They've got Wolves, Burnley, he's Villa, gonna, Leeds from game week 11. I'm, I, I think I'm going to go at some point yeah. at him. Agreed. I, I think, think that even from, from game week nine, mm-hmm. they've got Man City in 10. Mm-hmm. But then they've got Wolves uh, nine. They've got uh, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So City ten, and then Wolves, Burnley, Villa, Leeds, mm-hmm. who con- concede. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that bad. Like a five six. Uh, if you want to go, for instance, if you're going to go away from Ronaldo, for instance, and and just back up Lukaku, and you want to have some money side, he would be a great option to when downgrade when he starts starting. Uh, I think he's a great choice. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, he, I don't know how long it's going to be until he starts starting. But my yeah. friend, I have a friend who's a Crystal Palace fan, and he was posting, like, messaging me during the game, and he was like, I can't believe Benteke and Ayu are still starting in this team. They, they are so bad. And as soon as this Oswan Edward came on, uh, you saw that when you've got someone the at the top that has the ability to finish. Uh, yeah. They just He's throw away these chances. Striker. He's a proper striker, yeah. 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 Moving on. Uh, who we got next? Uh, Arsenal we Norwich. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'm going, in, going in the order of FPL. Okay, good. So they're all three Go ahead. Uh, Arsenal yeah. Norwich. Arsenal had a record number of shots for them. Uh, they were wasteful from my own opinion. I think they, they should have had a lot more. Um but eventually they did get their goal and it was onside. It was completely onside, but it was yeah. the most hilarious assist. Like Pepe, you know, he was like uh, on the floor being hugged by the goalkeeper and his like one of his legs was in the air and it just happened to touch the ball, which meant that in that phase of, pe- of play, Aubameyang was onside because uh, it was a pass backwards to Aubameyang and he finished it off easily. Uh they looked a lot more solid at the back. Um, Norwich with Brandon Williams should feel, you know, like they could have got something out of the match because uh, they did play well. But I don't, I just don't see the attacking threat there. How about the three point nine starting defender Omovabidele? Yeah, he looked good. He's not going to last long. He's not going to last long. Let's admit that. I, uh, I think he, he's going after Quebec. Um, oh really? Starts game time. I think he's going to go out. Yeah, but but it's good to have a, a 3.9 defender who might get you like one or two points. I thought Quebec was rubbish at Liverpool and I don't think he should be replacing that guy right now. But we'll see. We'll see what Daniel Farker says. He's more qualified than I am. So, yeah. Uh, than any of us. But, uh, yeah, Norwich Norwich is a, is a tricky team. They need to do something. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they don't have much time to start getting, getting results. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a, a decent run. It's not that bad. 
so I think that if you want, if you're on a wild card, for instance, now, because there are some managers who are wild carding now, mm-hmm. and um, if you want to go cheap, they've got a very good run up until game week 15. Apart Agreed. from the Chelsea picture on game week nine, mm-hmm. they've got and one Watford, Everton, Burnley, Brighton, mm-hmm. and then Leeds, Brentford, Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle. So if you don't get them now, you'll never get an orange player. They need to be picking up those points now, don't they? This is really where they're coming in and they need to, in these next 10 game weeks, 11 game weeks, yeah. they need to pick up points. Uh, yeah. So let's see how they do and let's see if they have that drive. Um, and let's see if it's it's kind of like Fulham <laughs> when they started building up momentum mm-hmm. but they have to get wins because draws are not going to be enough no. Fulham had so many impressive results by drawing 1-1 or 0-0 but mm-hmm. that could not save them so they will need to be more attacking they will need to have those Caldwell and um, Rashika mm-hmm. and maybe the Greek guy Zolis who's very impressive so far yeah he did them. look quite good yeah, so Lively. we are waiting to see if these attacking players who are cheap, uh-huh. of course, Pookie as well, but I, I don't consider him as a, as a good option. Yeah, fair. Uh, they're good for our watch list. Agreed, agreed. Um, the next game on the list, uh, let's just do the Man United game because yeah. Brentford and Brian An easy one. get there. <laughs> Man United game, go for it. Hit me. Yeah, I mean, the, there was it was a party. I mean, it was a welcome party, like a a, a flat warming party. Yeah, but, uh, you have everyone is super excited to be there. You know, there's a lot of uh, drinks. Um, it's a good atmosphere, and I think that Newcastle helped with that, especially mm-hmm. their goal, their goalkeeper. Agreed. Uh, so he didn't want to prevent, uh, you know, cause it, like forget to bring the beers or something they had to be part of it and ronaldo had the the proper welcoming that uh, he deserved yeah he's he's in great form i think mostly because of the psychology uh, you know all this thing that is happening Mm -hmm. it's helping him Mm -hmm. uh but i think that the the problem with united from now on is especially because we watch them Last night, uh, we're recording, by the way, Wednesday morning, Wednesday yeah. afternoon. Uh, so the problem is that they become a bit of a man city in terms of the rotation. And I really? don't trust, I don't trust that we'll have the rest of them, apart from Ronaldo, nailed on. I'm not sure that Greenwood and Sancho and uh, Rashford and all of those players are going to be constantly next to Ronaldo. Agreed. They can't fit. Agreed. They so, can't. Yeah. So, I, I, of course, no one can advise anyone, don't get Ronaldo. So we're talking about the rest of them, obviously. Yeah. And that's where I have my problems because I've got Greenwood and I've gained, uh, I think I've gained something out of him. I'm not perfectly sure but i think i have yeah. uh, and i'm now thinking yes i have like 1.1 is it time ne- next week or the following one to kind of move on mm-hmm. because 
as we talked about that, it's a shame if he doesn't play and get his chances and the experience to play next to him. But I don't know. Is is he going to play? But does he play like a... Uh, is he like Jota in that he might only get you 30 minutes at the end of the game in some games, but he's also quite likely to score in those 30 minutes because he takes shots very often. Um, he does. So he I does, think- and Finisher, yeah. so he takes three shots. One of them probably is going to end up as a goal. He's very clinical, like John. Yes, very similar. It's it's this mid price in the midfield that we don't know. They're great assets. If they were playing every week, mm-hmm. then they would be at least two point five million more expensive. Yeah, I don't. This, I don't think they're going to take Ronaldo off anytime soon. Judging by what happened last night, no. <laughs> Yeah, they've got but they've got options. I mean, even Lingard, mm-hmm. let's forget what happened last night. But Lingard, he came in and he scored a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they have lots of options. They're very attacking. Mm-hmm. They're they're very decent at the back as mm-hmm. well. Um Varan, he's a he's a great asset for them. Looks awesome. So they are now seriously title contenders I feel agreed uh, but I want to see how these knights will um, how they'll deal with those knights like last night yeah with that funny I would go um, out th- that funny outcome especially the way that happened. the manager the manager lets them down effectively uh, but when you've got players like Fernandez and Ronaldo you don't need to have the manager really doing a lot because they probably wouldn't listen to him anyway. So um, I think Ronaldo is a good pick for anyone in FPL. I think the best time to get on him was probably last week. If you're going to get on him this week, I think it's fair enough because West Ham uh, are good at the back, but it's Ronaldo, you know? Um, I have Fernandez and I don't want Fernandez. I was thinking about downgrading to Greenwood so that I still had some form of United coverage. Yeah to upgrade someone uh, to, you know, to Lukaku or something like that. Um, that's one of my transfer um, talk things. But yeah, I think this United team have got one thing and one thing only. Like they're very static tactically. They're very sort of plain. Now we know what to expect and defenders are quick. Defenders will learn. So Ronaldo is only going to be deadly he could be dead. dead. He he could be anytime, fa- but yeah, exactly. Knows what you mean. He knows what he's doing. He takes lots of shots. Uh, he gets lots of goals, but he can be defended against. And um, the appeal for me is limited for the until about game week fifteen. I, I don't see me getting on any Man United players for the in the near future. Um, yeah, who do you have now? You've got just Fernandez. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't even have Ronaldo. Okay, I see. No Ronaldo, no defender. Uh, wish I had, but that Son uh, injury last week left me with no, well, with uh, almost 10 players playing, so I had to transfer Son out, uh, which yeah. is sad. But hey-ho. Um, yeah, I I think Newcastle let United play well. I think they were scared. I think Steve Bruce was anticipating it being the game that it was going to be. So he put five at the back. I don't think Manquillo is going to start regularly. I think uh, Murphy is going to go back in there. Um, And I think they very much allowed United to play with this sort of swagger. And I don't think West Ham, Villa even, or 
to some extent, Everton will let them have the amount of chances and the amount of uh, yeah. freedom that they, they had in that game. Uh, Ronaldo's goals were good. They were clinical, but he was, yeah, many would say he was helped by the goalkeeper, but he still got the goals. So let's let's see how this story goal, goes. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. And it was not by accident. Mm-hmm. It's just... It was not the best of finishing. Neither, I mean, the first one is just a, a gift that he had in yeah. front of him. But, but still, that's that's why you need him there. Yeah, and it's one of the things that they were missing, and they were trying to do like Marcel. I don't know Marcel if he he would be in the right place, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what they found with Cavani, but they didn't have in uh, you know in every week. Mm-hmm. So now they've solved a problem. Kind of like, uh, I, I, I'm jumping to the five o'clock uh, fixture, like Chelsea found with Lukaku. But yeah. let's let's just there. Go wanna, for it. Okay, shall we go, go there? Go for it. Yeah. It's very, it's a very similar situation. I think mm-hmm. both teams were good. Chelsea a bit better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They Chelsea can do without Lukaku. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man United now cannot do without Ronaldo. That that's my feeling. I'd say both can't do without both strikers. In fairness, you think so? Yeah. To be fair, I think. I mean, Ronaldo... Chelsea did without Lukaku, and they they get they got the Champions League. So exactly. let's be fair on that. But uh, yeah, it's a very similar situation. They're really special, really uh, exceptional strikers. They were, they were cut down. To such a limited Chelsea were cut down to such limited shots, such limited possessions, such limited attacking chances, and they were clinical. Uh, if you watch that game, Villa looked very good. I really yeah. thought Villa were they they really showed up and they really put in a performance. And 3-0, like Dean Smith at the end of the day, is a harsh result, really. Um, yeah, Lukaku top bin, last goal. Uh, and he was, yeah, he was. Great, two chances, two goals. That's that's the sort of thing you want from him. Scored again mid midweek against Zenit. Um, again, so he's it's a a frightening uh, amount of uh, attacking possibilities that this big four have got right now. I think it is, and it it kind of shows the huge difference uh, that there is between those four and the remaining of the and the other sixteen. Yeah, definitely. So- Kind of like we know how things will be in May. Exactly. By mid-September and we know how things will evolve. Yes. What gives it a half full of chances? Wow, yeah. Half full of chances. And uh, he he wasn't clinical. He did look a bit rusty. But actually, if they continue to play like that, I can't, you know, understand why he wouldn't be getting results because, you know, him and Danny Ings seem to work well together. It seems to be quite similar to what Ings had with... Charlie Adams at Southampton, uh, Shea Adams at Southampton, quite a, you know, strong worker. Um, Also agreed, you know, takes his chances and things like that. So, yeah, I think, I don't think Villa have a lot to worry about at the minute. Yeah, it was, it was one of the, those games that you think, oh yeah, they, they are indeed a good team. Uh, It's one of the best fixtures they, they had despite the, the result. So maybe when their fixtures get a bit better, because now they're still really bad, mm-hmm. uh, they might um, be considered again as uh, FPL assets. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, 
Next on the list, we're going to go backwards to Wolves Watford 2 0. Oh, yeah. So, are you buying this Marcel crazy uh, nah. <laughs> frenzy? Samedo had amazing chances. I'm still yeah. Team Samedo. Uh, he had amazing chances. He was just awful when it came to finishing them. This is this is such a disease for them. They can't yeah. finish the chances. It's Traore. It's, it's either Trinchao, Traore, Samedo. They they always lack this uh, end product. Yeah, but they're very impressive uh, when they play. Like they're really attacking. The much different than they used to be, uh-huh. but you have to score goals, and thankfully for them, they did. Yeah, twice with uh, the great new signing as well. Huang, uh, uh, is it? Is it Huang? I think it is. He he looked very good. Yeah, Huang. Um, yeah. What I think I said this on the last podcast, but yeah, his nickname is the Bull. He is a bit wasteful in front of goal, but he couldn't really mm. miss that chance. And I personally don't think he's an FPL option because I think Treore is going to be the one that starts and he is going to be the one that replaces. And yeah. until I see differently, that's he's, he's not going to be on my list. Um, he's very cheap, though. So if is he? 5.5. He's 5.5. Yeah. So if we see him starting and, and as an attacker, yeah, he might be a good option as a as a cheap attacker because we don't have good good ones over there. Agreed. These subs uh, really made me call my positions on. Mm. Last week I was really hot on Trincao and Traore, and I think they both are good players. I think they're both going to get a lot of chances, um, but he really is uh, the really the asset I really want. Sorry, is Jimenez now because of the fact that he will play most of the minutes, whereas the other two are going to be replaced by Podenza and Juan. Yeah. And eventually Neto, but anyway, yeah, it's too soon for that. And Jimenez has Fabio, Fabio Silva, but yeah, I don't think Fabio Silva is much of a threat anymore, sadly. I'm, I've gone off him. Uh, sadly, I agree with you. Such a sad one, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is a very sad one because I've, I've invested in that... <laughs> In that prediction, and yeah. uh, it's it's not paying paying out. Yeah. But yeah, Wolves is definitely a team that you can target mm-hmm. for the following month, mm-hmm. even more. Uh, the defensive assets are great as well. Mm-hmm. We were we knew that because they don't give many chances. Uh, it's now a, a matter if if you're gonna go really cheap with Cody or something like, or if you're gonna go with wing backs. I would prefer Semedo myself, Agreed. although I haven't got them. Because, first of all, uh, Marcel is so injury prone. Mm-hmm. Whoever I've asked Wolves um, supporters and friends, they say that they, they wouldn't expect him to start more than two games in a row. Exactly. And Eight Nori is a fantastic attacking asset. So yeah. he, he's got to come in at some point. And it might yeah. be that Samedo goes out and they play some more defensive on the right, but so that they've got, you know, a, a bias if they're playing 4-4-2, like when Spurs had Davis playing at left back and Doherty and Aurea okay. at right back, or Arsenal currently with Tierney and Tommy Asso at the right back tucking in a bit more. Um, but with if they're playing a back three like they did uh, in this game, 
I think, yeah, I think you've got to go with Semedo as it stands. He's got the higher ceiling. That's what I'm trying to say is Marcel yeah, has yeah, I agree. I the agree. higher floor, but he's got the higher ceiling. Um, Brentford, Brighton. Yeah, I, I still believe that one of the best assets over there is Mbeumo. I agree. But he's not returning, and at some point he will. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is his price and that price bracket that I don't actually want anyone at that price. Agreed. I prefer to go one million less mm-hmm. and uh, spend it somewhere else. Spending in a defender who's more reliable yeah. than uh, you know having a risk a, a punt at five point five. Yeah. Uh, but if you're really going for, uh, I mean, maybe defenders and and Raya, he's they're good. They're good players. Mm-hmm. I like Brentford. I, I always thought that they would be a, a good. A good team. Their fixtures are mixed. This is one of the things that I mean. For instance, we talk about um, Norwich. Mm-hmm. Norwich has a good run, a really good long run that you can rely on. Yeah. But with Brentford, you're not that certain that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Is anyone still on Tony? This is a big. I don't know what you're talking about. He's a great player. I think he's going to start every game and he's going to, No, I, I need... He's my transfer out this game week, really. He is a good player, but still, yeah. I mean, there is a decent run, a three-game run, but you wouldn't bring him on for that or no. you wouldn't wait until then because no. now they've, they've got... After Wolves, they've got Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester. Yeah. A horrible quartet. Agreed. And then it's Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, which is fine. But then again, Everton Spurs leads. I just so, wonder, like, I, I I, hate it. And I think I'm transferring Tony out this game week. It's Tony or Antonio. But I get the feeling that they're going to play better against the better clubs. And I don't, I'm not yeah. saying they're going to win, but when they I know what the you mean. championship and they were playing FA Cup matches, they would beat, you know, they'd beat, they'd beat teams like Liverpool and Chelsea. And it would be a big shock, but they would, you know, I feel like their game plan against the big teams is, is much better. So I it happens know, often. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what what to predict because they've not really had a lot of chances. But they had Arsenal and they beat Arsenal two 0 So I I think I'm going to sell Tony, but it does sort of pain me to do it really. So whether yeah. I do it this game week and uh, keep Antonio, or whether I do it next game week for the Liverpool game, yeah, we'll see. But I thought Brighton were great. Sad to lose Webster. Uh, he's got a hamstring injury, so we hope he's back at some point. We'll see. It doesn't look like he's going to be um, coming back anytime soon, but it does. No, that... In FPL terms, it really does work out well for Duffy, right? And if you're still on it Belton does. as well, what a great what a great pick that is because I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if Duffy and Veltman play most games now, and now I also I think. Uh, FPL James said this as well. Planet FPL James said that wouldn't be surprised to see Brighton going to a back four because Duffy and Dunk mm. used to play in a back four together when they first came up, and that was a, a good partnership. And Veltman can play as a right back. And when you see players like Jacob Murder come on, they could play with yeah. a bit more of a, a straight back four and uh, have a bit more uh, players up front. We'll see whether that's good for Sanchez or not. I don't know. Uh, whether it's good for Duffy and Dunk or not, I don't know. But 
Um, I, I think yeah, it, it is something is something to watch out for because they are a very good defensively. Uh, defensively, they're very good. Yeah. So we are aiming for these kind of players. I know Trossard scored again. Yeah. He's a very great. He's a great player, but he's quite expensive, and you can't expect, you know, one goal every seven, eight games. Attacking. I that, yeah, exactly. It's difficult. It, it, yeah, it doesn't help. Cool. West Ham, Southampton. Yes, West Ham. West Ham is a is a really decent team. I like them a lot. Uh-huh. But again, they they have this um when they're when they're really up for a game and they're they're re- playing against a big team, I think that they perform better mm-hmm. and then they kind of have problems when they are supposed to be the ones to to grab the, you know, to get the win, to get to play against Leicester teams. They, it's it's this issue that I think I've I found that with my team in Greece when we were kind of decent mm-hmm. uh, that you, when you're mid table you have problem dealing with the lower with the you know the teams at the end of the table yeah because you cannot deal with the situation of you being the strong in a game exactly so so I think West Ham has this kind of a bit of that. And with Ooh. Southampton, they they had the chances, have and they had possession, which they rarely do. But it's not something that they're comfortable with. They want space. They want to to counter. They want to have this kind of style of of play. What you're so saying is, I, ignore West Ham if they have a bad fixture run. Ignore West Ham's bad fixture run. Sorry, if they have one. Do um, you remember last season, the beginning yeah. of the first eight? game weeks which was the most horrible run anyone could have and yeah. they they got so many points out of nowhere yeah they did yeah i think you're right i think they are a team that plays well against uh good teams uh they they did have you know a good amount of the shots they had a good amount of possession they played some really good football but i think southampton have also got a bit of bite in them like you know we started off the season saying that they were terrible but yeah uh hasenhutl is is producing stuff from this team actually and they weren't as good as West Ham, but they've ground out a draw and they've got a point. So congrats to them. I think, yeah, they've got the stalwarts in, in Ward Prowers and, and players like that. And then they've got some exciting young talent coming through. Jack Stevens and Salisu played well. Like, I can't really say anything about bad about them. The one FPL pick, uh, I'd say, would Adam Armstrong, is, for me, is interesting. But isn't Elia Nusi really cheap or something? He is, he is, and uh, but you don't know what's going to happen with Che Adams as well because he's in and out. Yeah. So when you get an attacker, a, a cheap attacker from those teams, yeah, you want them to play to know that you're going to play. He's going to play every game week. Yeah. So nice. if you're relying because you're relying on that, you're relying at least on your two points. He's not even that cheap. He's five point five. Stay away. Ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> red card or no red card? I would say red. Yeah, I agree. I, think I would was, say red. It was silly, wasn't it? I think, you know, he's a likeable guy, but yeah, silly. Uh, I think it was more of a second yellow than the, oh, ambulance, more of a second yellow than the uh, the Tottenham second yellow, but the both were second yellows for me personally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, what I, are, you gonna, are you on side Banrama still? I am. I am. What's your plan? I have got nothing from him yet, apart what? from... Um, a price rise. I'm not aiming for more because 
I don't think he's going to go more than 6.4 at the yes. moment. Yeah. I think I'm I'm holding. I think I'm holding. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he starts. And like you said, I think West Ham are, are sort of, I'm going to say fixture-proof, but it's with the loosest sense of the word, is that I feel that they yeah. will play more interesting football and get more FPL returns in terms of their attack when they play against lesser teams, uh, better teams, sorry. Um, and now that my, I have the problem with Antonio and I'm, I'm rolling, I'm probably even starting against Man United or I might get Omobamidele in his place. I don't know. This is my kind of my dilemma. Oh, yeah. You want to start him against Man United even though you know he's not going to play just so that you can trick everyone into thinking you're not having a good game week and then... Oh, Antonio, yes. This is, this the is the plan. I didn't... Oh, you gave it away. I'm you sorry, man. I'm sorry. I want it... <laughs> the big over here. the rest... The rest of the league to see, oh, Yanis is on like 42 points, and suddenly uh, Omo Bamidele comes in with his 10 pointer and uh, yeah, throws it and makes me first in the in the <laughs> group. Anyway, fair, fair. <laughs> Three more games to go through quickly Man City Leicester, good game. I, I thought Leicester were interesting, they, they weren't that bad, they played very well, and their back four that were three changes from last the last game week. We're not bad. They but don't I... know what to do with their formation. I think that's the big problem. Yeah, agreed. They've got players that they can't use altogether, mm-hmm. and and that's that's not helping them. Yeah, they're kind of suffering from from that. Agreed. Until Rogers decides that okay, Madison is out. I'm not playing with um, wingers. Let's say I'm playing with Ianacho next to Vardy or yeah. something like that. Then, then we'll know exactly what what's happening. But now it's half and half, and yeah. it's usually you get the bad side of half and half. Agreed. They're they're caught in the trap of having too many good things that they can do with their team. They've got actually yeah. quite a decent squad now, which is good for their European games as well. But you are right. Lookman coming in for Barnes makes Barnes a lesser FPL target. Ianacho Madison. Perez when he comes back. Uh, it's probably the defense that you can aim for because you exactly. know that they're going to play. Vestergaard. Thought he played Vestergaard. Quite, well. yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I'm waiting to see them kind of blend in better and to see after the European first games, we'll know what their main goals will be. Maybe, maybe that it's a season that they want to really aim for the Europe for the European fixtures. Yeah, the also- European Cup. He's also a um, a teammate of Schmeichel as well, which I didn't, you know, it just doesn't didn't cross my mind. But actually, yeah, he's used to playing with that goalkeeper. So if anything, that sort of transition is going to be that a bit easier, help. and course. it of might course. be the, the go to pairing now going forwards. Yeah, we'll see what happens when Evans comes back. But yeah, anyway, Liverpool leads. This what is a game. great game. Yeah, uh, apart from this appalling injury. Yeah, that was really, really distressing. That was really sad, uh, and especially to the the player that uh, Elliot was is is was doing so great. Yeah, he's and he's out a, for long. So it, it's a shame. It is a, a shame. Good start to the season. Um, well, congratulations. Well done to the 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 TV companies for doing the right thing and for you know yeah. not not focusing on it. Well done for the players for you know supporting each other. You know, Salah saw it straight away and came over and like got people on the pitch as soon as possible. So yeah, I think the hand the situation was handled really well and really classily, which I was 
uh, really happy yeah. with. Um, Liverpool is strong. It's really strong. Exactly. The Their attack, despite Firmino being out, is still in form. They yeah. have, they made so many chances. Leeds is still trying to find out how to how to play this season. I don't know what has changed that much drastically. I mean, it's, They're stuttering it's a, big, a bit, aren't they? It's a bit of a stutter. Yeah. They've not quite got going, but if you look at those next five, six fixtures, it is They're a really good. Of green. West Ham fair. Yeah. But uh, Southampton and Wolves also look a bit, you know, they're not total greens, I'd say. They're more oranges. But Newcastle, Watford and Norwich in there as well. And, and you are, I'm not going to triple up on Leeds, uh, but you don't no, want to no, that, no. don't you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I have no one at the moment, but no. I probably will go at some point to Rafinha maybe, or I'll see how things go. I want to see them play a good game and then I probably will go all over them uh, but it's it's probably with them the case that we were talking about last season that they will get tired this might be their their bad form they might extended their form yeah. last season and yeah. this season now they kind of they need some time to resume they're tired. Is that, are you saying that we were finally right with our prediction that they might get tired? Maybe. I'm, I'm trying to find, <laughs> no, to find I, something. There might be something in that. I think they, they look good. I think Rafinha has has missed some good chances. Uh, I think, really sadly, they they don't have a defence, much like Tottenham at the minute. They, they had injury uh, to Lorente. Pascal Stroik got sent off. So that he's out for three games because that's a straight red and they've just lost their appeal. So Eiling, who I've got as a right back, is now going into centre-back, which I'm not massively thrilled with. And he he's a good player. He, he'll play at centre-back. He played at centre-back for, centre-back for a good bit of last season. But I think he, as an FPL asset, you want him at right-back and he's not going to be there now. So, yeah, um, yeah they, they are what they are and i would like to see them get going i want to see yeah. them i agree on. i agree uh but yeah congratulations liverpool they've played really well and um jota could have had a ha- you know could have had assist he could have had a goal Mane could have had the world and salah missed a very decent chance and didn't just miss an assist so he could have had two returns and an assist and, you know, match uh, Ronaldo and Lukaku on any other day. But we're quite lucky that yeah. we got the goal. So, yeah. Yeah, agree. Cool. Good. Last one is... Last yeah. <laughs> so, Everton found uh, points from players that we weren't expecting. I mean... Townsend, yeah. Townsend is a great asset, what as it goal. appears. What a goal. Yeah. Wow. And Gray is as constant as no one could have predicted. The rising sun, yeah. Three shots on target, three goals. He's been really, 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 really good. Clinical. He's he's clinical. And he, oh, without he plays DCL in really, as well. It's... Really interesting position. Yeah, you're right. Without DCL, he's there. He's in and around it. He When he takes his shots, he's literally the player that Wolves would have loved to have right now. He just... You know, yeah. he doesn't rush it. He looks where he needs to put the ball and and slots uh, it in the corner. Decore had a great game. He had a, you know, this is what he, we saw from him at Watford. He was dominating, yes. he was powerful, he was clever. He made those 
incisive passes. Um, and yeah, he was, he ran the show really. He was great. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, I think it's an alarming result for, for Burnley, not the result. It's actually that we don't know what we're expecting to see from them. Yeah. So all of the assets that we had in the past, which weren't that many, but they're definitely not in our radar. No defensive nope. assets, no, no Pope, no Taylor, no nope. Chris Wood. Nope. So they're, they're probably one of the least interesting teams to watch in an FBL way. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, Townsend, I thought, was is a wonderful goal. And, you know, he's really sort of... It's that classic transfer of, you know, someone that's out of favour. He's been sold because yeah. he's a bit too old. But actually... And it works. He's still got it the works quality. Your, yeah. He's still got the quality. He's, did you see the report that... This is just quick before we finish. Uh, but the report, no. he... Uh, he put his goal, he dedicated his goal to his mum because she sent him a video of a highlights package of all the goals that he's scored and he in the last week and he watched it and she just said, you are good enough to do this. And that's like a really cute <laughs> little story because that's he's good. clearly been not feeling good about himself. And she sent him a little highlight video to show him that he can, he did do it before, he can do it and he can do it again. He takes a pop shot, puts it in top corner. So there you go, get get your mum on to or get Townsend's yeah, mum on to the, the Tottenham team, please. <laughs> <laughs> if that would work. But yeah. Cute that's the stories. way to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a good one. That's a good one. Just before we get on to our teams, the deadline this week is Friday at Attention, guys. This is very important. Don't forget it's not a Saturday. Attention. This is, yeah, it yeah. is Friday at 6 30. So yeah, make sure you're there for that. Make sure you're on it and uh, yeah, be warned. It's it's early this week. Good. So what's your selection? I mean, are you, you're planning to make some transfers, right? You said. I need to make one. I need to make one because I currently don't have the players to play. Uh, well, I've got Liveramento first bench and he's against Man City. Second bench is Antonio, who's ruled out. Third bench is per- Perica. Uh, from Wolves, uh, Watford, <laughs> and he's been transferred out. So um, I've got Tony up front against Wolves, which I'm not quite happy with. And the sensible thing would be to go Antonio to someone like Jimenez. And then I've got two strikers and a good first bench, you know, a first bench like Ailing versus Newcastle or something along those lines instead of just Liberamento against Man City. Um that transfer yeah, it is, sense. it's hoping that Pereira starts against Brighton Hove Albion, which, okay, so going through my team, I've got Sanchez, uh, Trent, White, Ailing, and Pereira, who's been out injured. Whether or not he comes back, we'll see, but it's a possibility. Uh, Salah captain, naturally, uh, Fernandez, <laughs> Jota, Rafinha, Saar, and Ivan Tony. Um, I'd like to transfer Tony out for Jimenez. But I think I'm going to have to go Antonio out for Jimenez and yeah. take that price drop um, and then look to get him back in on my wild card or sometime around there. I if, see. Yeah. If I want him. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you'll, you should probably wait until Thursday to watch what... Um, yeah, we need to see what Spurs uh, Lester, are doing. Leicester, Spurs. Leicester are doing. Yeah. We need to see what West Ham are doing and that's all tomorrow. We've got City and... Liverpool tonight, right? 
yes, that's true. Yeah. I'm uh, actually planning on on making no transfers at all. Lucky you. Uh, yeah, I mean, after after a wild card, it would be a problem if I, I needed to make one. Exactly. So um, yeah, I'm rolling and I'm keeping Antonio on the bench. I don't know if I'm going to do that mind game yeah. thing. Um, so I've got Oma Babidele probably first bench unless mm-hmm. I decide that Ben Rama is not good to start. Yeah. But I think that, that that's the only question mark in, in my team. And Captain Salah, yeah. definitely. Lukaku Vice. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Definitely Captain Salah. Lukaku Vice. I think Lukaku, personally, I know you want to Captain Salah, but looking at the way Crystal Palace played and looking at the way Tottenham played, just on that game alone, Lukaku is my definite captain <laughs> in that game. Yeah, because with no, with no central defenders, it's just. Tottenham, he could have a party. So we need to see what the central defenders are like at Tottenham. We need are to gonna be yeah, if Romero back. comes back, Sanchez comes back, comes back, maybe that is kind of sorry about the noise. It's all right. Uh, all right. You've got a uh, if if <laughs> a lack of match fitness on Romero on there on that transfer. You've got a uh, red card for Tangi uh, Tanganga. You've got yeah. Uh, Dyer, who out. is out with uh, knock, seventy-five percent chance of playing, and uh, it looks like Joe Rodon maybe and Davinson Sanchez, um, or a back three. We might see. I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. Um, yeah. The only thing back is that without players, that's kind of funny. Nuno kind of knows how to play against. Nuno plays well against the good teams. He did showed at Wolves that he'd get results against the good teams more than he'd get consistent results against the bad teams. So see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. Until until then, just watch watch our Twitter account and social media so that you can see our final teams. Yeah. And uh, drop us a message, send your questions. Exactly. And yeah, that's it. Stay safe, guys. And stay tuned. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Radio.